Hello and welcome to another, just another Liverpool podcast with me, your host, Stuart Jones, and my co-hosts. Do we do this like in sync now or? You've not instructed us before on. Come on, you're on the spot. My co-hosts. Say it together. Matt Matt Norton. Anyway, to keep up to date with our latest podcast, follow us on our Twitter page at JustAnotherLIV1. On this podcast, we'll be chewing over that performance against West Ham at Anfield. We'll also talk of our love of VAR and Matty's distraught of Henderson's injury. Uh, but first off, Matty, good to have you back. Yeah, um, first of all, I just thought to you know, officially welcome uh, Matthew Norton to the team because I, th- I feel like you've made the, the deal official now. The yeah. January transfer deal. Yeah, yeah Norton's uh, my main fixture now. Um, yeah. He filled in very well whilst Matty was away. Yeah, as well. and, um, Second, well, secondly, that's what I'd like to come on to, actually. Um, I'm actually um, home for an apology from last week's podcast. Um, due to a number of factual inaccuracies. <laughs> Go on. Um, so uh, the first off uh, being that David Moyes has never beaten Liverpool. How does that come from me? At Anfield he hasn't. At Anfield. Yeah, maybe I forgot to mention um, that one. Sadio Mane, 100 Premier League goals. Was that not right? When, no, 100 goals in English football. Uh, so this is what happens you see when I'm away things get sloppy he's a stat man that's what happens yeah. but I'm back now, I hear so. these facts during the day and I thought oh I could put these in Just the show twist them. but yeah it's a very fathom with Matty first I know yeah. Matty yeah. always the critique yeah. um, well like I said did we miss him then um, no. going off that based, based I, I, I haven't that. missed him no I haven't I mean I've yeah. got a, a, I have got I've got more if we need to delve into but. coming back and just bashing me yeah. Right then, uh, we'll kick off with that uh, performance then against West Ham. I really didn't see that one uh, 3-2 there. I thought it was going to be a carbon copy of how West Ham lined up against City. It was going to be you know 11 men behind the ball and it was just going to be a matter of time for us to score and it was just going to be how many we could score. Yeah, especially that first, early first goal, you think it's going to be a recession really, didn't you? But... Yeah. Because... At first 10 minutes, there was only 10 minutes, but they just looked shy of confidence. And until they got their goal, they sort of came out the shell a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it was just a, a scrappy goal as such, but it was sort of, you know, I don't know, the defence was got switched on. Yeah. Gomez lost his man a little bit, and could Alisson have done better? What are your thoughts? I, th- I think maybe he could have done, yeah. Um, I, I think it was very savable. Um so yeah, I suppose I suppose he could. I thought it was a bit of a strange game in the fact there were a lot of, you know, it was dominated by a lot of corners and, and set pieces. Um, I haven't seen that many corners in a game for a while, or at least no, I can't exactly remember that there. that many corners. Um, but I just thought it the whole game in the first half and in the set start of the second half felt really like quite flat, and it's probably one of the only times this season where we've actually looked a bit complacent yeah in definitely. a game and you could say you know that's it's I think quite, we've, looked, it's, we've looked complacent before but not in that much period of time I don't think a te- I don't like think that. we've been as I was thinking during the game must have been many times this season where we've been behind and I, I always remember the um, the game against Villa away where we were 
1-0 behind with a couple of minutes to play. But I don't think there's been many times this season where we have played with a bit of you know uh, lethargy and, and complacency and we've then been in trouble in the games in terms of like being behind. Yeah. Um, the, the attendance seemed very flat as well, didn't they? The, the atmosphere on the ground seemed flat. Yeah. And I don't know if that rubbed off on the players a little bit as well. That's what I mean. The whole, the whole aura, the whole feel of the game was very flat. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it, it felt like the, the, the crowd was very quiet. It was almost like the, the crowd were waiting to, to be inspired by what was going on on the pitch. Which, let's face it, it shouldn't, be, shouldn't be like that now, should I it? I think... I can see both sides of it because, on one hand, you're exactly right. You know, you're never going to see a team this good ever again in our lifetimes. Like this, this is a this era that we're seeing now is is a is a one off. I don't think we're going to see even you know, not just Liverpool but any other team. Like it's unprecedented what we're doing with yeah. with the wins. So on one hand, like going to the match, you should be like, this is absolutely amazing. This is brilliant. But also on the other hand, I think naturally there's a little bit of like, because we are so good and we're expected to win, there's a little bit of like the crowd just waiting to be entertained. And I, I, I kind of get that to a degree. Um, I think we had a Monday night game as well. You know, Monday night game against a side in the no, bottom Nobody three. likes Mondays, do you? Yeah. Exactly. And I, I think it's still fun over. You know, just like Matty said, there's just an expectancy really to, to be entertained. And yeah. when that didn't come after the... We conceded. It was just sort of. Yeah. I think the yeah. the crowd looking to the players to inspire them, and the the players yeah. over the crowd to yeah. inspire them. But when it went to two one, it felt like right fucking hell. This is the kick up the backside yeah. we need. Yeah. The crowd knew it. The players knew it, and I didn't ever feel right. Re- there was a good half an hour that they scored. I think it was about ten minutes into the second half. Yeah, yeah. There was like half an hour still to scored. go. Um, there was still a you know a lot of time in left in the game for us to turn it around and I was it was inevitable we were going to create chances just by the way that the the crowd was was kind of getting behind us and the fact that they would start to sit deeper and deeper um so it never I don't know I never felt like we were truly in massive no. trouble of of not it went it went two one and then obviously you've got that half an hour there was no way that game was going to finish two one I did feel we were going to get that goal I just I had the the inkling all right let's just get the goal let's just make sure it's a draw we do not lose this record against Dave and Moyes and West Ham yeah I've said uh, before as well I always feel when we sort of go behind in games it doesn't happen very much but when we do or we need to find an extra gear a lot of the time we do we do find the extra gear quite quickly. I think what that game showed, like, we were obviously a lot, so much complacent at times in that game and we were punished. I think West Ham maybe had four or five chances and obviously they scored two of those. But once again, it just shows you this team, it's it's going to go down as one of the greatest. Yeah, mentally as well, it's, it's so hard to do that time and time again and it's just, they're never beaten, are they? No, that's the thing, we've, we've milled over it quite a few times, like, uh, throughout these podcasts that we do that this team just doesn't know when it's it's beaten and it's it's proven it there tonight um, should we talk some players performances yeah yeah I thought um, I don't know what you two thought but I thought Trent was was our standout performer mm-hmm. um, he was I think funnily enough because we had a lot of corners he was getting lots of opportunities to put the ball in a box um, also you know uh, in open play as well, got a couple of assists, almost got the third assist for the 
to the offside goal at the end the as shot well. On target as well. Just, yeah, had a good shot from yeah. 35, 40 yards or yeah. something. Was was actively trying to make things happen. I did think they afforded him a lot of space. Like there was, Spe- yeah, yeah, there was. Right, there, he had a shot in the first half, didn't he? When he got into the box, um, and I don't think Felipe Anderson was too bothered about tracking him back. So he was afforded like too much space from from their perspective. But he he definitely. But you can. He was that. making things happen. That's yeah. what. That's, but you compare that performance by Trent. The obviously Atletico Madrid game yeah. where he was putting in balls and they were dreadful yeah. like tonight. But he was under much more pressure in that game. Yeah, yeah against yeah. Bayern, obviously him as a big threat and putting yeah. the pressure. And... But I think you're expecting now Trent to really put in like at least fifty percent quality balls. Well, like ball so tonight, the... he put in seventy two. Oh, yeah, well, that ball for the first goal, his his back's almost facing yeah, the goal. Yeah, yeah. He, he just yeah. spins natural. around. Yeah, and it's lovely cross. Yeah, perfect. In the, se- in the second half, those balls where they're just like itching to be just yeah. prodded in. He put in two or three of those. Just just class performance. It's crap, sort of tap it in, isn't it? Yeah. No. And it, like I think you could obviously Robertson he got his assist, but the way he was putting in balls tonight, a lot of them were too much height on them. They were going mm. they yeah. weren't in that danger. It's not the conviction area. he had last season with his crossing, has he? No. Uh, but it's hard, isn't it, when Trent's that good? Yeah. How do we think uh, Cater did? Obviously, coming in for the main man, Hendo. Well, big th- void. To, we've to got film. to talk about the the man who replaced him, the Ox. I thought he did. You know, he didn't have a massive impact on the game, but he did. He, you know, he did. He, he was involved in some yeah, good he, good plays. He drove the team forward a little bit, didn't he? I, that's why I've said it before on the podcast. But I was thinks the Ox is better when he comes on as an impact player. Because the way he likes to get the ball and drive through the midfield, yeah, he didn't. slagged him off last week, didn't you? When people got tired legs, he's you know that's the last thing you want, isn't it? You don't want someone running the ball with your pace. Um, you know he's he's inconsistent for me, and he, like I say, he's yeah. off the bench. He Ox. makes an impact. Yeah, I'd, I'd, prefer him, I'd prefer him though over Kater at the moment. He's well, Kater I, I think last week he, he was trying he, a lot of things yeah. and it didn't come off for him, and I felt like his confidence was dinted by that yeah. today. And he yeah. didn't try as much as he did last week. Yeah. I think there's a player in there, there's no doubt about it. Um, and I think I've said on, on the podcast previously, oh, it's probably just a case of a run of games in the side. You know, he gets he can get his rhythm. But I just think at the moment, for if you had to... If you said, you know, what's our strongest eleven now with Henderson out, I would put Oxley Chamberlain in there. I just think yeah. he gives you... Although I know what you're saying about he has been a little bit inconsistent, but I just think he gives you a little bit more threat in the final third. Whereas I think I think Cater Cater can do that, but I think he's a little bit. I thought tonight there was a couple of times on the ball where he just he overran it or he didn't quite make a pass quick mm. enough or something like that. So what are we saying then for Watford? Are we saying the Ox comes in for Cater or Cater keeps his place? Um, go either way, couldn't you really? With it, I think it's not a big time. Not with the both, isn't it? But yeah. I, I feel that if Cater gets a run of games, yeah. you will see a bigger it's, improvement it, than the Ox. It depends what how you see if he sees Cater long term as somebody who's going to be at Liverpool for the next say two, three, four seasons. You, you say that. Got to bear in mind that Genie's contract's up in is it twelve months time. Yeah, and but season. I think the. There was um, talk that he, he is going to sign a contract, oh, yeah. isn't he? Like, going well, on to his performance tonight, I thought he was quite quiet in the first half, but, like, obviously when we needed to push for those goals... Apart from the goal. Apart from the goal. 
uh, that he scored, which yeah. was a great header as well. Um, I just thought he was getting a lot more on the ball and a lot of the, a lot of our play was yeah. starting through Genie. Yeah, it was neat and tidy. Yeah, I, I just thought he grew into the second half a yeah. lot. It's good to see him getting into the box and getting it because he, he can do that. He can get into the box and he, he, he has scored the odd header like for us um, over the last few seasons, like arriving into the box. And I always think he has that potential to get a few more goals if mm-hmm. possible because he... You can see that he does it for for his national team, so good to see him uh, get on the score sheet. Yeah, like a little um, like Gomez, he really did have a mixed bag where there was some quite poor things by him, uh, whether that being a straight pass or dawdling on the ball. Yeah, I thought his defending was apart from the first goal. I thought I think his defending was actually quite good. He was just a bit sloppy in possession at times. Mm. I think when it really Is it came down to bring to Lovren it, back. No, 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 no. Nowhere you can't realise this stat about clean sheets now. Uh, well, just wait, just wait. I, I think if you like come up at the end of the season and did a tally, we know who, who's going to outweigh the other there. But anyway, um, yeah, for Gomez, like when we needed to in that second half, like push, and you know players needed to mm. get out of like this lull, this shadow, you know, he was another one who, who yeah. came out of that shadow and I thought he played well. I do, I do think he, I was just saying before we started this, that I, I think you can attribute the two goals, he's at fault for the two goals for me. Yeah. Um, and he, all, he almost give, if you remember in the first half, I don't half, know about, he about almost, the second he, one. He, he let, uh, was it Antonio, he almost let Antonio in, didn't he? Yeah, that was a mistake. The, yeah. second, one, the, world, uh, the second one, I think the whole phase of play, as we were yeah. saying, watching it live, I thought we were really lax in terms of getting up to the ball. Yeah. There was far too much space yeah. for everyone. But that was the height. Each one of their that players that we were talking ending about. up in the cross coming in and then that four hours just getting a just stepping um, a couple of yards to his right or whatever. And Gomez to be not credit though him. to him, the four hours, he got in between. Van Dijk and Gomez, you know that area like uh, should. Yeah, but well, you've got to go with him though, haven't you? To me, the area, the area comes area. I think you mentioned that yeah. close Noble down on the edge of the box. He has far too much time to pick yeah. and pass. Yeah, no, I, I, and I, then I, when they Manny's out wide, the the West Ham player, there's no real pressure on the West Ham mm. player to stop the cross, mm. and the yeah. cross comes in far too easy. Yeah, it was cr- it was criminal all around. Like the amount of space we were giving him as the pl- as that play was developing, I was thinking. Like we're we're nowhere near like tight enough here at all, and then started like say start to finish that that was a bad goal to concede, but I just think the final, um, the final part of of the the goal, i.e. the um, the execution of it, I just think I felt Gomez should have matched that run and 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 got across with him, and I thought the first goal, first goal maybe it's a little bit harsh, but it was. Um, Diop who got in front of Gomez for that first goal as well you also think Diop's a big lad though isn't he you know, he's not a, the easiest person to stop is he 6 foot 4 6 foot 5 it's one of them isn't it when you always concede I'm fighting the Gomez appreciation society (laughs) (laughs) but when you like concede a corner there's always like someone to try and blame isn't there that's the thing sometimes it's just should we be alarmed by the fact um Two goals conceded from set plays in two games. Um, no, because I think we've really, we've kind of crossed that bridge where we were conceding a hell of a lot during the early days of Klopp. Mm. 
I think we have like we have really reduced. I think we do have a really good record yeah. from defence. West Ham are a big side but... as well, see for tall players and yeah. they're going to be a threat against anyone from a set piece and we touched on it before, how many corners did they have at something? How many did oh, they I mean, have? Yeah, like nine, well, eight yeah. and nine corners or something. <laughs> yeah. so. No. Um Bobby, still no goal at Anfield. Um the curse continues, doesn't it? I know, he was close. He's just better. I'm, I don't know, I'm just watching it, like, begging him to score, because... You put a bet on. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> that and the fact that, like, it's the one... It's the curse. It's, there's not many things in this season where you can say I haven't gone perfect for us, but that's, like, one of those really strange, like, stats or whatever yeah, that's just a bit, like, it's a bit odd, isn't it? And you're thinking, right, if you can get one, you'll probably start getting a few more and it just feels like it's it's just not falling for him right yeah. at all like the the one where well it's gone over his head for the third goal hasn't it and then there was one where he's standing pretty much on the post on the line he's headed it onto the post yeah. and you just think like is it ever gonna, I think you'll get, is you'll it, get is one. it ever going to come off for him you'll get one before the but, season closes yeah. I think his, his all round game was pretty good though wasn't it still he still the work rate's there the, yeah. you know the Offering us creating space yeah. for Salah and Mane to run into is there. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a lot of that game besides goals, isn't there? Mm. Yeah. It was reminds d- me of sort of like someone like a you know, Dennis Bergkamp or Jim Franco Zola, the fact that, you know, they're not judged on goals as such, they're judged on yeah, how they yeah, influence yeah. play. Yeah. Yeah. I do think he and I said this a few weeks ago, I I do think this season he's coming a lot deeper. There's times in the yeah, game in when game, he, we've got a defensive did. throw in. Mm. In our say own third or whatever, and he'll come. He'll come like almost as the deepest player to come and receive it. So I, obviously, that's probably a tactical instruction, but those type of things mean that he's just further away from the goal, doesn't it? So it's like I, you understand to a degree why he's not. But out the three, he doesn't get as many out goals. those front three. He's not the. You know, like he's not the out those front three. He's the least expected to get those goals. Isn't yeah, he? really. It's it's likes of that getting the ball, turning and creating. That's what he's expected to do. Yeah, and you know that's why, you know, he plays every game basically because yeah. he does that it, so well. Yeah. Um, start with Salah. Um, he was just like his persistent best, really. You know, things, a few things didn't come off, but then... Get going, doesn't he? Exactly, yeah. You know what you get. look on the goal. Yeah, big time. <laughs> That's the thing, like, you know, talking about West Ham then, like, their performance, like, you know, like Fabianski, he really did have, like, a mixed bag. He pulled off some good saves. And then, obviously, that howler that he made. Even the first goal, yeah. when he gets a hand to it. He, exactly, yeah, the first goal. Do better should, that, have, really. should have got so much bit more behind that. Um that's been a, that's been his problem in his career, isn't it? That's why he left Arsenal. He's you know he's capable of having good days where he makes fantastic saves, but days where he's not quite at the races like yeah. today, really. In fairness, like obviously I don't watch them every game or anything, but like um, I think a big reason why they've not done as well is when he's been missing and they had obviously that Roberto in goal, didn't oh, they? That was awful. Yeah, um, yeah. But he he's been like. From what I've seen, like by far and away their best player for like the last couple of seasons. Oh, definitely, yeah. yeah. Um, he just had a an off day, didn't he? With um, a couple of the a couple of the goals there, I think, which he obviously should have stopped. Especially the the Salah one is is straight down his throat, like really. So mm-hmm. that was a that was an absolute gaff. Um, which if you're gonna if a team is gonna get a result against us, then he kind of need. 
to avoid absolute clangers like that. Yeah, but I was like, I was surprised by the the way Moyes was playing it as well. Like especially when they went even two one up, and you're like yeah. watching it, and they were like, they were like closing us down. They, you know, they had players in our half closing us down, and you're like thinking. Whoa, is this the real David Moyes here? What, what, what's happened? Does he bang his head on a dugout or something? It's Moisey ball. Moisey ball. I just thought, I was quite surprised and I was glad he played that tactic because I really did think, you know, when they, once they get it back to like one all and then when they got that lead, I really did think they'd have every man parked there and doing that low block and all that, that they just sit deep. But yeah. to be fair, he didn't. I didn't think the... I, I, I said before as well. I didn't think they played brilliantly though. To to get oh, no. to when they went two and up, I wasn't thinking. Oh, this is like an absolute masterclass. Oh, not at all. Of a performance. You mentioned about they were conceding plenty of chances. I thought they were giving us like, like I mentioned about Trent. I thought they were giving us far too much space at times um, to play in. But I think that you say again, Trent's space. But is he relying there on the back three almost to sort of? Oh, yeah, you, you put balls in the box yeah. and our oh, lads are headed Big away. Big enough, strong enough. Yeah, but yeah, I just think that's, that's a, it's been, it's that's a, bit a naive. Shit, shit tactic. It's very naive, isn't it? Like, if, he, yeah, if, yeah. He's our, like if he's our main kind of threat in yeah, terms, of, in terms of playmaker, you yeah. don't give him the space. <laughs> well, it like, proves it, doesn't it? You look at the assist there. Yeah. They both come from the uh, the fullbacks. Yeah, yeah. So, but I, I I thought they were like threatening on the set pieces. Like Snodgrass, I always think, has got good delivery. You take a dislike to him for some reason but it's not gross. Um yeah I noticed a few comments during that game not championship standard <laughs> but no he's he's got good like and it's kind of like some of the balls um that he puts in are like undefendable at times there was one where he put in and it didn't I think nobody touched it did he he went right through in the yeah. first half um, so and that, that toe was quite dangerous handful. Antonio on his day yeah. is a handful and hard to deal with so they kind of had bits and pieces, but you never felt like they had anything really sustained to to really warrant like even getting a draw there. I mean, you, they were showing the the stats with the um the the shots on goal and things like that. Like, really, it was it it was heavily in our oh, in our gotcha. favour. Yeah. Um. So. It was just surprising that we can see they they, they made a game of it, but I felt that was more out of our. Our yeah. lax player, you know, our our complacency, rather than than West Ham impacting the game so much. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it was that they almost set up on the counter attack, didn't they? Set back two banks of four and try and hit us on the break as much as he could. Yeah. With sort of Antonio ended on the left hand side, didn't he? Yeah, in the second half at the, the end, I think that yeah. was the try and just hit us down the left hand side yeah. and with mm-hmm. his patience, strength. Basically, I'm just re- refusing to give David Moyes any, any type credit. of credit. Yeah, I don't blame you for yeah. that. It did have 50 well, I think that would have been... The bench, but... Not that it really crossed my mind too much, but I think, you know, it's never going to be... At some stage, we're going to lose this unbeaten run this season, next season, but... Um, not like that. Not against Yeah, them. I think there's, <laughs> certain, there's certain teams, there's certain managers yeah. that you wouldn't want to lose it against, and... Um, the football genius that is David Moyes is is, yeah. is not one of those. Well, that's like that's the thing. that's going straight at the top of his CV, you've, isn't it? You've got in your head looking at the fixtures. You're just looking at that Man City game, mm. where that's where Would we're going. That is a question points. for you, and this might throw you off because you might not know. But David Moyes has managed the team to beat Barcelona. Oh, 
So do you think that would do you think that would um surpass that? If he'd won tonight. Oh, if he'd won tonight. Um yeah, yes. he'd be on, he'd be right, you're writing morning. David Moyes' CV for his next job. Probably the West Ham one in two years' time. Is the headline I've beaten Barcelona or is it I've beaten Liverpool? It's beaten Liverpool, isn't it? Oh, he's got a hatred. I'm Brazil tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah. Tell how clever he is. It's obviously the Everton, the Everton history and all mm. that. Like He can't stand us. And some other days I'll tell Alan Brazil he did it once as well. Yeah. You could get that plugged that yeah. in there. So we've got four more wins until the title um, is, you know, collapsed class into our grips, into our hands. Um, I'll prolong that turn, on it. Turn, turn a phrase there. Yeah. Uh, shall we talk VAR? Um, like, there's. No. Okay. Uh, we'll move on. Um, no, like, the big, big one was probably the, the Celso stamp. Um, who wants to take off with this one? I think it's. I think we're all in agreement. It was a red card. Do you think? <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's a clear as day, isn't it? I don't know really how you can argue the against that. The best thing about this is I don't know if you two watch this at all on BT, but it was Glenn Hoddle going. I tell you what, I could go either way. Those <laughs> like you, it's fifty fifty. Like it's, oh. it's one of them. He's not really meant to do yeah. it, and like for the whole and even the um. They uh, switched to like, is it Peter Walton who they've got as like the referee, the referee analyst yeah. or whatever yeah. in the game as well? And he was like the same. And I was watching it thinking, like, am I seeing something different here? That is like the most blatant red card you'll ever see. And then after the after the game, like pretty much all of the you know all of the other pundits and people who were commenting were saying. You know, Even the VAR Stonewall red card. I just couldn't believe within the commentary, like Glenn Hoddle was like, nah, it could go either way. It was absolutely yeah, back, back, back in the 80s, it might have gone either way, but. Exactly, yeah. You would have been a But there was, the Magu- there was the Maguire one as well, wasn't there? Um, yeah, against uh, Chelsea. Yeah. Um, well, it's deliberate, isn't it? You know, he's kicked out deliberately. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. What, what... I. I well, yeah, I can't explain that. I think they they perhaps tried to give him the benefit of the but doubt he that he one... was like trapping the ball. But you've got to like, you've got to forget that. You've got to just look at <laughs> his foot is like no one near the ball. His foot is just like crunching his his shin. Like, yeah. forget the fact of what he's trying to do with the ball and where whereabouts the ball. It like it's just it's so. It goes blatant. in as well. It doesn't like it doesn't try and pull out. He. But the studs down. There's no yeah. attempt to try and avoid his leg. He just plants it yeah. down. Yeah, it's so blatant. But that's you know, it, it's kind of like all this VAR stuff blurring the lines a little bit because people are going, oh, VAR, VAR, shit, etc. But VAR has given us the technology for the referee there who missed the incident. Yeah. Right. VAR, we've got the replays. Okay, that's done its job. What we need then is people to go to look at it and go, red card referee. Yeah. The big, the big thing for so, me so is... So VAR has given us the opportunity yeah. to correct the mistakes yeah, it's there. It's not VAR's fault. A blatant mistake. But the human error element there. of that yeah. has, not been, has not been executed well, to, to give the decision. Well, that's the problem. You put VAR in to stop human error, and it's just proven with that example there. Yeah. It hasn't done its job, has it? You no. can never get away but from... No, but this proves to me, like, you before can never VAR came in, up. we were always complaining, like, like referees, the standard was so poor. Yeah. And we've even got VAR now, and it just shows again. It proves you still got you've still got the same referees. And it just shows you they don't even know the rules. And the consistency as well, like you mentioned that Maguire one. There was one the other week where 
Is it Son? Son? Yeah, yeah, he got sent off. Exactly the same thing. Yeah. And you can't have that. You know, it's... If you're gonna do this and this is literally clear and obvious and it's not it's not clear and obvious then you don't make a decision. You stick with the referees on the yeah. field decision and back your referee. But I felt again, like the with the Maguire one, I felt they were trying to like rationalise why he might have done that because they were probably looking at it going, Oh, he's fallen over, so like his legs come up in the air. Yeah. Like, you just himself. gotta take that out and, and go, he's fucking kicked him in the bollocks. <laughs> Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. that's the black and white of it. Yeah, like yeah. Blatant, yeah. so, it's a red card. Like if you get someone in the fucking balls, it's a red card. Yeah. Well, there was a there's a thing as well. Like like for throughout the leagues who use VAR across Europe, wherever, we're the only ones who are persistent and not using the uh, TV monitor. That's the thing. That's the thing. He's a back the referee. You know, for the referee to that's go and I'm have saying. a look on the side of the you're pitch. You're not backing the referee then to make the decisions, are you? No. You're taking that decision out of his hands. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what they're doing with that. Because that Michael Oliver, who was the ref in that Chelsea-Tottenham game, was the ref who did go to the monitor. That's only that, been done once, Cup hasn't it? Yeah. But wh- why did they only do it then in the FA Cup? Why isn't? Why haven't they carried uh, that on? I can't remember. They, they rolled out some sort of initiative where... If it's a yellow, but if the ref gives a yellow on field, but then VAR look at it and think it could be a red, but they're not totally, they don't want to take it out of the ref's hands and they say, right, come and look at the monitor. But like, like, so that the Celso stamp, that shouldn't even have, that shouldn't be like, even like the referee going to see the monitor. Yeah. That yeah. should just be easy for the, um, the VAR ref to just go, yeah, that that's, that's, a blatant red yeah, card. Yeah. I just yeah. don't get. I just it's mind boggling. Get a couple of tears at the time. Well, maybe <laughs> uh, room, miles away. But like we could talk about like what about the Bournemouth game against Burnley, where you had those two handball oh. incidents where they weren't even handball. This is just such the biggest load the of the shoulder bollocks I've ever seen. It's awful. And the, but this again, you've got to look at it actually what it is. And in this instance, VAR has contributed to the decisions. But it's it's the rule, isn't it, in terms of the in terms of the handball one and then the interpretation of Yeah. How the they whether they believe it's hit is is their arm or the shoulder. Obviously shoulder's not shoulder's not handball and it's not considered yeah. a foul. But it's where the shoulder starts, but, isn't uh, it? That's what they're all like, talking about. So the, the was it the fair Bournemouth scored first, didn't they? Yeah. And it was off his shoulder and it's like it wasn't clear enough to give it as, as hit well, his I was arm. Say, it's cl- it's I just don't clean obvious, like, is it? No, it's not like yeah. so. What you just and the fact that like it was no, it was it wasn't intentional whatsoever. No, because um, he kind of like I think there's a couple of players in front of him from if, if memory serves me right. There's a couple of players in front and it kind of goes past them and it just hits him out of nowhere, on the shoulder, then deflects into. Is it Wilson? Carrie Wilson, I think. Who's Josh scoring? King. Or was it Josh King? Um, who scored? Oh, I don't know. I just don't get that, and I don't get the second. I just think the don't second get me wrong. The second one, when I seen similar. it in like in real, uh, time. real real time, I did think it was handball. Yeah. But then obviously but they go up enough. the other end. They go up the other end and score, and then they have a look at that incident. And it's clear that surely they've got to go right. Is that clear enough to say definitively shoulder or arm? 
Exactly. And, and straight away, no, it's not clear obvious. See, just original decision stands. But, the, the, but isn't that what they're going by? It's got to be clear and obvious. So they're, they're like contradicting themselves, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. Completely. I've said their before, own rules. In other sports, look at other sports like cricket and rugby, and you only overturn the referee's decision if it is clear. And that's the clear rule. Yeah. Like and that's the whole point. That's, that's what good. everybody was crying out yeah. for. Well, there's there's, there's the narrow- clear, like, offsides or yeah. clear handball, exactly. the clearest stand. But well, there's an arrogance in football that we can't look at these other sports and look at yeah. implementing similar yeah. systems. It's an arrogance of football that we're football, we do things our way. Yeah. You know, there's, there's other sports. We use technology for donkey's years now. Like, I don't know, tennis is a bad example, but it's not because we use it for goal line technology, similar yeah, yeah, kind of stuff. But yeah. that's been for years in all these other sports. So why don't you look at them sports? See how it's utilised and then see how we can use it in our sport. Well, putting our brains together, how would we fix this? Simple. You change the rules. Would you get, you rid, of the rule? would you you get rid of VAR or keep it? No, keep in, it. In, in, in its defence, what I, I think if you look at the majority of decisions, like VAR makes it's, it's getting more accuracy into the game. Like, there's a lot that it's getting right, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like it's just how it's being used, isn't it? It's just I, these I, ones where it. it's a matter of interpretation of as it is his arm or as it is his shoulder. Exactly. Those type yeah. of decisions where you're thinking, right, that's that's mad or in this instance with LaCelso yeah. when it's clear like they should spot that with the technology there. But in terms of being able to review things and enforce like certain decisions like, you know, offsides and things like that, it is doing the job correctly. It's just the rules need amending to accommodate VAR and the technology, you know, the offside, like the big one. I'm honestly not sure how they tweak that rule. I know Wenger's come out and said some bollocks about daylight. They've got to just change the rules and the the handball rules and of one. Yeah. So it can't be so black and white. There's got to be that bit of middle ground. But then why are we changing the rules because of VAR, then aren't we? Is that right? Well, if VAR's here to stay, then we're going to have to. I thought the whole point of it was to make. You know, every, decisions so more fair. So it was this is point of VAR was to be able to implement the rules mm. and overturn incorrect decisions. But now we're talking about changing the rules for VAR. I don't, I don't think that's right either. It's it's just a fucking mind. It is a conundrum. It? I mean, it, they just it, unfortunately, you know that that's kind of what it's done. It's just created like a huge amount of debate. I think I just think VAR moment, should be used less. I've, I've said it before. I think. VAR should only be used if if keeps saying this clear and obvious yeah. error the referee. Like for if me, they not, shouldn't have to look at yeah. it about four, five, exactly. six times. If they can't see it off that first or second replay, it should go to yeah. the original decision. And then you back the referee, referee and then you back the referee. Yeah. Yeah. The referee sees it in real time as well. Yeah. And it's a lot of this time you can slow it down and do it from different angles and what? things. And it puts a different perspective on it. But if you're all refereeing the game in real time, you get a feel for if a challenge was meant a certain yeah, way. Yeah, that's or, true. What would you do with offsides then? Offside the tricky one, isn't it? Because technically, technically they're getting all the offsides right. right. Yeah, technically, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's why it's so difficult, that, but how do you change the offside? But do, you, do you go back to clear and obvious again, though? But then yeah. how do you define clear and obvious? No, I, I think inch, that's wrong, foot, you know, because, then, because then it's like oh, what, one rule for one off, and yeah, another for another. Exactly, yeah. like, that's not a level it's too much ambiguity field. again, isn't it? But then you get you know ones like... Um, who were Wolves playing when they... Um, it was that Pookie one, wasn't it? The famous Pookie Wolves one. Wolves had a... Was it Leicester? I think Wolves were playing Leicester quite recently. They had a corner and they played it short and then played it back out again and then they whipped it in. I think Bolly scored. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're yeah. both looking quite yeah. blankly like you don't yeah, know what I'm going on about. Body. But 
it was like you were in I'm real time. Like that, you're like when Matty speaks. Yeah, stop listening. <laughs> it's Bolly. <laughs> it's going Bolly. Yeah. In real time, you're thinking that there's nothing wrong with that, but then if you look at the minute detail of the actual rules themselves and then you get, you know, you start drawing the lines and things like that, it's like, oh yeah, it's offside. Yeah, offside's the so, hardest one, I think. Mm. Do yeah. we need to, well, do uh, the Premier League need to start putting in screens into every staging for next season? So it gives that fans interaction. That not in. yeah. You mean, do they need to show yeah. those incidents? I think it needs to be clear for the fans of the ground. I think that's that's definitely... You don't like the loudspeakers. You know, said coming like what you mentioned, obviously over sports. You know, obviously I know with the rugby, the the referees mic'd up so everybody yeah. can hear him and stuff. So yeah. should that be introduced? Maybe and with the cricket as well, they do a similar thing where it's on the screen. It doesn't show the replay straight away, but it'll show you uh, with checking a decision or whatever. So everyone knows in the ground at least what's going on. Mm. I think as a minimum that should be be done because you know every ground's got a loudspeaker system. Yeah, it just goes so. I think they do say they say. Um... Someone does come they out. They say on the speaker and VAR they they do in. say on the screen checking penalty or checking handball or checking red card, which they did. Um, they did introduce because I think at the start of the season yeah, didn't they didn't, they didn't have anything. So that's like a bit better. But mm. I think anywhere, I think you're right. Anywhere that has a screen, which I think is everywhere apart from Anfield and Old Trafford, they should like show the replays. Yeah. But then the flip side to that is. If you get a La Celso incident again, and get it, yeah, get it wrong. And you get it wrong, yeah, you've got and that everyone, you know, and the Chelsea fans are going, that's a fucking red card, that. Because yeah. yeah. imagine if you know, say if Tottenham go on to win that game and La Celso scores, you know, well, imagine you, the outcome of that. You mentioned another rugby, could you not make the refs up and it, it, it's even more clear then, isn't it? Because you know what decision to the check in, what exactly what the check in mm. and what the outcome is, mm. well, the reason for yeah. it. Well, I think. Was it Gary Neville yesterday when I was watching Arsenal Everton game? They are actually mic'd up, and the audio is recorded from the refs to the people who are controlling VAR, mm. and they actually get the audio feed. The commentary team get the audio feed. Ah, right. But the people watching on TV or don't know in, in the ground on. obviously don't hear it. Yeah. So he's like, you know, that for a start, can we get do visibility he, on that? Do they need to get like ex players involved? I know I mentioned whilst we were watching the game, like you got John Moster who's got a bit of a beer belly going on and stuff. And I'm just thinking, why on ex Well, they're obviously not getting asked, maybe. Or... But you say that though, and then there's certain ex players whose views you, you hear and you think, <laughs> crap, you. Fucking, I think yeah. there's one like Danny Mills in the day, like, everyone talks about you thinking, what are you chatting? Uh, Danny Mills. Um, but no, do you know what I mean? Like, do we have to try and. Is, I know what you're let's saying. Let's face it, the Premier League's awash with money. You know, like financial. Uh, gains for players yeah, who retire you know, you know, to entice something. <laughs> 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 I, know, yeah, I can't understand what the word they're saying there. But I don't know. I know, I know where you're coming from. I can see some argument for it. Yeah, like but, VAR, like before it got introduced, I was keen to have it yeah. brought in. But there obviously does need to be a quite It's a, a first tweaks. season as well, isn't it? Like I think any new rule change, oh, not a rule change, but any new system needs time to adapt and grow mm. and. It wasn't going to be as flawed like goal line technology. It was just like, it's I mean, that, that, that yeah. is, is so yeah, good, isn't it? Really, good. like, that is, like, spot on. Like, does exactly what it needs to do straight away, you know? Yeah. There's so no, I think... Yeah. There's no counter-argument with it, is there? Yeah. Mm. I think this has just opened, like, a massive can of worms, though, because there's so many... Goal line technology is obviously just one element of the play. Is it? Is it across the line or is it isn't? This is, like, a whole 
well for different Can't things. Yeah, it's like phases of play, even yeah. so much involved. But there was always, yeah, like you say, it was never going to be perfect from the start. It needs to be refined. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do before the start of next season. Was it the last World Cup? Or, it was the last World Cup, the last Euros. They gave you quite a few penalties on corners and things. Yeah, like there was a hell of a lot given. But yeah, do you remember, yeah, I thought that was a bit all over the place. There yeah. was games where, um, because you're saying about going to the monitor, they were going to the monitor all like the all time. the time. Yeah. Remember me and that? And that like interrupted the game too much. Like we were waiting ages for stuff like yeah. all the time. Yeah, But that was the same so, again though. They were watching it how many times? Mm. If you can't judge it off one or two replays, yeah. it should just be the original decision. Right, that's enough of VAR. I can actually mm. remember when until, we started this podcast, we were talking about it a lot. So we've done well not to have brought it back up until now, to be honest, because I remember when Imagine we started. Every week, sure we we? No, no, we were like going like discussions like that. Um, but yeah, yeah, nothing's really changed. Um, okay, then we go on to our next fixture in the league, which is Watford on the 29th of March, half five kickoff um, at Watford. Um, shall we talk about Watford? Are we going to get a performance from them where it was like at Anfield where they did give us a good, a the good difference game. was when you look at that game they, they came into the game at Anfield on the back of a some good form uh, they'd reacted well to the change of manager mm. and Troy Deeney had just come back from injury they've gone into a lull a yeah. bit, haven't they really yeah, they haven't, they haven't won in five games dip. might be longer than that was at least five games Yeah. Uh, so you, you've got to expect we'll go there and get the result yeah no um, Matty anything to add on that Nothing no. but a Liverpool no, win. win. Okay then, with that, um, we're introducing Norton into the uh, score predictions. So uh, unfortunately, he's starting from zero. But we'll give you the first pick, Norton. Level playing field. So yeah. your prediction for the Watford game? Yeah, uh, I'll go two 0 Two 0 Okay, doke. Let's see where this is going. <laughs> yeah. Um, oof, I think we're gonna concede again, but I think. I shall say a 3-1 to Liverpool. Matty? Um, three now. I don't know, I kind of think... Did you say 2 now? I said 2 now. Yeah, I kind of think it could be 2 now. Put 3 now, but in brackets, I think it's 2 now. <laughs> no. Um, okay then, so yeah, that's a resounding victory for Surely Liverpool. Surely we can like, copy each other's predictions. Well, now that there's three of us, I'm more inclined, yeah, if you want to do that. Do you want to go with 2 0 then, Matty? Ah, oh, God, I'll just do 3 0. 3 0. I think that should be allowed. Put it in brackets. <laughs> Fuck it off. Um, okay, then, before we close, uh, let's talk fantasy football. Um, seeing that I've um, uh, really? started to get. Are we not talking about Henderson? A few points. Oh, shit, yeah. I um, forgot that one, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, it's so easily forgettable, isn't he? Now, to be honest, yeah, let's mention Henderson. Did we miss him in that game? I actually thought. We probably did. Didn't yeah, we? we did. Yeah. Like yeah. you talk about being, you know, a bit sloppy, a bit lax. He's the one who's. It'll be like fucking. Come on, guys. Let's like yeah. get this together. Like, yeah. I think without Milner as well. I think when Milner plays, he's similar to Henderson in that respect. Has that leadership? Cool yeah. Obviously, yeah. On the pitch. Mm. The only thing I'd. The only thing I wanted to say about Henderson, um, and you know, making a genuine point. I think it's. I love ma- him. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> obvious. But. I think it's massive that he's if he's back for the Atletico game. Yeah. Um I think we 
I think we desperately needed him in that game. Yeah. He's the type, he's the player who's gonna set the tempo straight away um in the midfield and I just don't think in that Is he basically touch and go for that game or is he due back? I for think the ball he is, yeah. Um I think he's either back for that or the one after. Yeah. Hopefully um I think it is if it's the full three weeks, I think he even misses it. Yeah. Um, so he does, but... yeah, just fingers crossed he's passed for that. I just yeah, I, I think in the league games with the opposition we've got coming up, we should be absolutely fine with yeah. the squad to deal with that. But for you know a a, yeah. a, a big uh, a Champions League night. game, mm-hmm. you want um, you want that driving driving force in midfield. Yeah. Um, so that's not like yeah. Brendan Rodgers. You want that character, don't you? Character. On the pitch, yeah. yeah. That's you want that technician. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I agree with you there. Yeah. I think I thought we did uh, miss him there and that. Our midfield general there. Um, so, yeah, shall we uh, finish on fantasy football before we close? Um, thanks to Manny, finally, because he did have a quiet game there. Uh, he got that goal. So, um, that puts him on a grand total of 48 for this game, week 27. Because um, he was my captain, he top scored as well with 14. Um, other big scores were coming from, obviously, Arnold with those two assists. Um, Martial... Um, He's he's been getting me the goals. Uh, he's ticking over, so he got me eight. Uh, Calvert Lewin. Yeah, uh, I've been eyeing up Marshall, so six. You might want to take him out of your team now. <laughs> Kiss of death, Matty. So yeah, with those uh, forty-eight points and the league that we're in, I have been pushed up to third currently. So um, how are you two doing? Scrapping in the. Uh, Mid-table. Mid-table, yeah. How are you doing, Bernie? It's the, it's the Arsenal and Everton battle Ten, for 10th. Um, 10th at the moment. 38 points for this week. I had Salah, captains, so they got yeah, me 14. Yeah. The Trent with two assists, got have seven. Have you got a bonus on yet? Uh, I don't think so. I'll have to wait and see. No, not currently. Did Luca Dini play at the weekend as well? He no, was Baines, yeah, Baines. he was injured. Was he he wasn't even like on a, I'll get a couple yeah. more there then. Yeah. Lewis Dunkel coming for me, get another two, so push him up to forty. How did you get on that? Um Trent saved me a bit tonight. Did you um, get the average? Oh I think that's outdated though, isn't it? Think, oh, is it? It's not up to I date think, yet. Yeah, it probably hasn't updated. Yeah, I don't no, think the bonus isn't. points are on either. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, I've just written off this season. Uh, to be honest, uh, everything I seem to to do that makes you know logical sense just doesn't work. Like bringing Aguero in, cap well triple captain for West Ham at home. Um, blanks there, and then obviously the the missed penalty uh, against Leicester as well. So that's not going so well. But also got Vardy in and all of a sudden I think he's he's on a bit of a barren run now. Well, since he? he's so, come back from his injury. Yeah, so scored, has he? Aguero and Vardy are struggling a bit for me. Um, well, as we speak, it's gone up to 41 points. Ooh. Oh, live reaction there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, Trent... Captain C, uh, obviously with a couple of assists, which was good. Um, Mane as well, uh, had a clean sheet through Rui Patricio, and then there's lots of kind of like ones and twos yeah. about. So that brings. Oh yeah, I've got those uh, live updates Ooh, as well. So to Trent, your Trent's got me uh, twenty points there, so I'll do oh, nicely. Yeah, I think Mane's got one bonus as well. Yeah, Fifty-three, I got pushed up to. Um, so, yeah. Trent's giving me a bit of respectability there, but 
Otherwise, it's just a right up. What were your final? What was your total put in this battle for 10th? 41. 45, so, Ooh. yeah. I don't think, I think uh, Dunk's it's, coming yet. It's the real quiz, isn't it? I think Dunk's also coming. Save the day. Lose Dunk. Or two points. Two points. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah well uh, 2nd of March will be our next podcast reviewing that uh, Watford game uh, it might be me hosting uh, it might not be because there is um, a baby due baby talk over again. the horizon um, due date is actually the Watford game mm. so could come then um, so yeah it'll Jordan either be Jones on the way no no <laughs> so not, it's not getting named after Anderson um, so yeah it could be me hosting it could be Matty it could even be Norton uh, I'll let you two fight over that uh, oh yes we both want to fight over that yeah. <laughs> um, or it could even be the invisible man that is Tom Clark who, uh, a special guest yeah he was here once and then never seen again um, so yeah, I think very small. He he's the missing. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, no offence, Tom. Uh, so yeah, remember to listen, follow, and share our podcast. Find us on our Twitter page at Just Another Liv One. Uh, goodbye for me. Cheers. Good night.